Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Forever. Dog. Rose and Jamie are two best friends. And they love sex and the city. And they couldn't help but wonder, do you love it too? Carrie, Miranda, Samantha, Charlotte, Cosmos, Scrunchies, so many dudes. Every single dude, all the dudes. And we couldn't help but wonder. With Jamie Lee and Rose Cerno. I'm Jamie Lee. And I'm Rose Cerno. And this is Couldn't, couldn't Help, help but, but Wonder. wonder. A podcast where we talk about sex in the city and how it relates to, to us. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. Hi. Guys, it's a huge damn day. It's my first time ever in our entire friendship where I've seen you in just plain blue jeans. Oh my you God. never wear jeans. You're always in amazing skirts, rompers, anything but, truly. And today is just straight up frame denim like an indigo wash, kind of bell-bottomed, I would say. A bit it of is. a boot, bit of a boot cut. You look great in jeans. Thanks for the honestly for the listeners. Oh, thank you. These are great jeans. They They're were expensive. So cute. They're from the frame. Well, you know, it's getting in a little a little chill in the air. Yeah. She can't just crisp. rock her crazy moo-moos anymore. No, pumpkin spice all day, baby. Girlfriend, how do you feel today? Who were you this week? Oh, God. Well, I would say, well, this is a twofold for me because uh, I'm trying to figure out. Okay, okay, I'm just going to do it. It's a twofold. I want to say that I'm Miranda this week because um, in a later episode, in a later season, there is the classic Jules and Mimi. Do you remember this? When I Miranda don't. is obsessed with this British romance sappy show <laughs> and she gets TiVo and she's constantly watching Jules and Mimi. It's her favorite show and she's just watching so many episodes, binging them. I feel like I've been that way with Succession. I cannot get enough of that show. Every moment I am not working, I'm just like, I got to get home to my baby and my baby is Succession. I finished all of season one. I'm on to season two. It's the love of my life. It's a perfect show. The other part of this, which has nothing to do with who I was this week, is that I sent a text message to someone I work with about them. That is and I've never done that before. The most traumatizing it, thing. I mean, my whole body went limp and cold and chilled, and it was just devastating. May you say what the text said? Yeah, luckily it wasn't too bad. Ugh, do I have my phone? What did I do with my phone? I can maybe read it. Yeah, I need to hear this text. <sighs> Jamie, could I have can't been, believe that happened. Here's the thing. It could have been so so much worse and that is I think that is what I'm the most grateful for is that I sometimes when I am texting 
to people I work with about like essentially people who are kind of higher up on my show about someone who's on staff. I feel like we have a shorthand and it's it's just very quick and dirty because we're so busy and we're trying to juggle so many things. So I am happy that I was not speaking in that shorthand when I sent this text. Okay. I actually had like a bit of a pause and okay. it wasn't super reactive. Let's hear it. Oh, dear fucking God. Okay, hold on. Let me pull it up. That's the kind of thing where you just want to jump in front of a bus. It's the worst thing that's ever... I mean, well, obviously, it's not the worst thing that's ever happened to me, but it's pretty close. Okay, I wrote, um, met with blank and still not sure she understands my involvement. And I am trying to navigate. And then I asked some questions um, unrelated. So that's not bad. It was not bad. You were knowing how sensitive this person is. The f- I can't it's the worst thing I could was it have World War three what happened I went right into her office she was having a meeting with someone about receiving the text I could feel it I could feel it I was like there's no way she's not talking about oh, this right shit. now and so what happened so I walk in they bolt out of there they're like oh we know like yeah. a cartoon there was like a puff exactly of smoke. exactly yes just like a, a, a dust cloud of lord yeah, tasmanian devil and i was just like i am so sorry i am feeling anxious about how to communicate about certain things and i think that i'm in this place of not wanting to bother you because you're so busy and so i i said i sent that to um i meant to send that to my husband which um it's not 100% true, but I felt like it was a little less incriminating. Because it's like my own husband, yeah. Yeah, and it's just uh, the crazy thing about it. It wasn't a mean text. No, it wasn't mean, but knowing that it was sort of a sensitive issue, we had had a meeting earlier in the day about trying to communicate more and be more looped into each other's processes. Yeah, but you weren't like saggy no, jugs McBucktooth over there. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is a huge thank God. I mean... I'm telling you, could I could have been, been more cutthroat. You could have been given like, how I normally text the person I was texting. It could have just been a little more slapdash, not thinking about anything gal, other than my you, feelings. You didn't and say anything wrong. You kind of just reported how you felt. I know it wasn't well, any disses, but that is my silver lining. Is that underneath it all? I actually think it broke down our communication barriers, and we are much more looped into each Did other. Did she say I hear you and? Not possible. I wouldn't say that. I would say she was ghost white and pretty frozen and um, didn't really know how to react. And then I was just like, listen, fucking grip. How she works in Hollywood. So, yeah. So that was really icky. And then I sent her a follow up apology this morning (laughs) when I was having my coffee. I was really like kind of fueled up. It'd be funny if you did it again. You're like, she didn't take it that well. (laughs) I actually did think about framing the apology. This is where my stupid head was at. I was like, I'm going to frame the apology like it's about her and send it to her as a joke and then I was like no 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 like delete should, delete delete that delete. would just be wild if you did another one like right after and you're like I that know. dumb cunt doesn't understand shit I know and uh, <laughs> yeah so anyways it's the worst feeling it's so funny I was texting my fr- I'm on a, a chain with some girls um, some writers and they they said that they're like oh welcome to the club that happens to everybody all the time and I was like does it I have never done that it's horrifying horrifying yeah, and I traumatic. always like if I ever have to do that there's so much double triple checking to make sure that it's there's no way that they could possibly receive it and I was just so angry I was so angry at myself like how oh I was so mad anyways but my point is I think that there is something 
my friend said the truth is scary and i was like oh yeah the truth is scary i think it's like oh this was truth this is how i was feeling and it sucks that it was sort of translated to her in this shitty <laughs> around about passive aggressive way but ultimately i'm happy it came out so anyways who are you this week well funny you say that <laughs> Because I did something stupid and I what? am kicking myself for I'm so irritated. Why are we kicking ourselves? We're good people. I hate making mistakes. Me too. It's the fucking worst I thing in the world. I sort of feel like Miranda Carey because both of them can act like spastic psychos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't feel like a spastic psycho, but I did a couple things that I feel stupid about. Um I applied to this thing called like the WB fellowships where you like write a bunch of scripts and then apply. And I didn't realize I was going through my emails because I was like, oh, this is around the time I would hear a month and a half ago. They emailed me. Oh, my God. And they were like, send us another sample like you're in the next round. And I didn't see it until (gasps) a month and a half later. Oh, no. And I wrote to them and I was like, oh, my God, I am so sorry. I didn't see this. Is there any way I could send your send my stuff now? now? And they're like, no, you know, plus we um, we contacted this woman who was the one that kind of like put in a good word for you and nominated you. And she said you're already staffed on a show because if you're already staffed on a a show, you can't get it. Mm But I said, well, the only reason why I wanted to continue to push is I thought it said if you were only staffed on a WGA show, this is a non-union show. Like your show's non-union. Well, it's the Animation Guild. Oh, which I didn't know that that was separate. Yeah, it's totally separate. Didn't know so that. I'm not in the WGA. Really? Yes. What? Yeah. Animated isn't WGA. It's its own thing. This is blowing my mind. I never knew that. It's its own thing. And so I wow. said to her. She's like, oh, back then, a month ago, I double checked oh, with God. with this woman oh, I'm who, frustrated for you. who recommended you. And she said, oh, don't worry about it. She staffed. And I said, oh, well, the only reason why I'm pushing now is because I was thinking maybe because it's non-WJ. And she goes, oh, well, there is gray area there and we probably could have finagled it, but we can't do anything now because oh, we're too man. far down. And I'm so mad at myself because I have many, many friends that went through the WB Fellowship and it was a career changing experience for them. And mm-hmm. they are all like just rising up the TV writing, like staff writing mm-hmm. ladder. Like they're all like doing great. And I'm just mm-hmm. I'm so mad at myself because I'm like, wow, Rose, like you could have had this amazing opportunity that would get you so many more jobs and like fast track you and you just fucking shit the bed. So I'm very mad at myself and there's nothing I can do. Well, here's my silver lining to that is that you started a correspondence with this woman who is clearly like in charge. And when it comes around next year, you are the person who reached out, had an if exchange I'm not with already her. Staffed on yeah, shows. I mean, but then yeah. that's a great problem to have. I know. I'm just I'm just like, God, like this, like you got to have your eyes on the ball for this shit. I just can't believe I did that. It's It's also disgusting. I'm sorry. I blame email. I think it's weird that we've just gotten to this place where it's like text message or email. And it's like, I know that you can be super organized. Call me. Yeah. Or like there should be another blaming other people. And I I, want to make that disclaimer that that is 100 percent what I'm doing is I'm taking all of the adult responsibility away from you and blaming technology. But there should be another method that's like the red alert like you have to see this 
But and it how? sucks that we don't have something. I mean, I guess that's like email labeling. But I mean, come on. Well, I, here's a question to the group is how do I let this go? Because I'm furious at myself. I know. I'm furious. Can I at say myself. you should do the Headspace regrets pack. It's amazing. I'm going to do the regrets pack because I am do full it. Of it's only right 10 now. days. It's not a long one. And you can do 10 minutes a day. And it's they work. They have like exercises that go with it. And I truly I was dealing with so many stupid little regrets. And it literally they were in spinning around in my head every single day like a hamster wheel. And it just completely clipped them. I haven't thought about them in two weeks. I want to be a ninja and like pull out my own organs. I know. I'm so But it's angry. not dead. It look, you got a job. You didn't have a writing job. You are on the up and up. Like you did not have a writing job. You got a great one with people you love. It's yes. going to lead to other opportunities. And also this is not going away. You can do it next year. It's just a year, which is like a blip. A year is like five minutes, really. Well, hopefully in a year, I'm not eligible. Exactly. It's a win-win. <sighs> I want to just cut my tits off. Don't cut them off. Don't do that. I can't even cut Stop them off. It. They're too close to my chest. There's nothing you to can't. cut off. No. They're literally attached okay. to no. me. No, we're not cutting Just anything. My, my no, actual body. No major surgery. Yes. Okay, there's one question. When mm. we're done with this podcast, will you punch me in the face? Sure. Okay, thank you. Of course, I'll do anything for we'll you. We'll put it on Instagram. Okay, great. Thanks for making me feel better. Don't stress. I'm Every- like a, I mean, Sky, I drove Skylar here. Was I a normal person in the car? You're stressed out, but understandably, Thank that's you. a stressful thing. It's Thank really you, stressful. I was like yelling at cars. I was like, you want to fucking sit here all day? Yeah. We were also behind somebody driving 10 miles per hour. I feel hour like road Sunday. rage and stress. I mean, I think that the road rage is warranted even when there's no stress. Road rage, this city is a mess on the road. Can I say one more stupid thing? All the thing? time. Yeah. Um, I also like didn't work at all this weekend and I asked my boss if, if if she needed me to get jump started on this thing and she's like yeah no no you don't have to and then today she's like cool so is it ready and I was like oh, uh that's a great so feeling so I'm mad at myself that that I didn't do that so now I have to anyway um complaining sexy right are you guys masturbating to this right now because I'm probably turning you guys on I am quite hot right now it's like ASMR right complaining and then I'm it's just like no, anxiety it's, complaining look it's it is stressful but I I really don't see this as as that big of a setback I think it's I I think ever I mean I'm a big believer of everything happens for a reason and like I think you made a connection with that woman and you also are staff you are staffed it's not a, a WGA show but like WGA is next like you didn't have this but job. But this thing is a and feeder now program that just like dumps you into a job. But also you got that awesome recommendation from someone. I like know. people know about you. You're not in the zone where it's like guys pass my name Rose. <laughs> yeah, but you're already in you're in a mix. I know. You know? I just, you're in the mix. This is an anxiety provoking field. So Sure. Well, we're freelance. I know. So there's just like a, a constant like golden buzz around yeah. me. Anyway. Okay, friend. I'm sorry that happened. Thanks. Sorry I'm not as fun as I normally am. You're still very fun, considering. Thanks. Okay, well, gal, kick us in. Okay. This episode is season two, episode 11. It's called Evolution. Woo! The episode kicks off with Miranda mid-gynecologist appointment, explaining that she can cut her birth control because she and Steve are done. Rest in peace, Steve, and Miranda's entire sex life, apparently. Everything else looks fine until Miranda's doctor breaks the news that she has a lazy ovary. Never even heard of that. Thanks for the fun update, Doc. The core four catch up over lunch to talk Miranda's ovaries when Carrie accidentally launches some of her underwear onto the table. She's carrying them because Big won't let her leave them at his place. He can tell her he loves her, but give her a drawer for her own things out of the question. 
I'm spending the night at Big's. Oh my God, after all this time, you don't have so much as a drawer there? Big is weird about stuff. All men are. That's why you have to just stake out some territory. Sweetie, it's not a land run, it's a relationship. Exactly. Talk to him about it. With Big, I think it's best to walk softly and carry a big purse. Yes. She shouldn't leave anything there. It's important to remain a creature of mystery. What's the big mystery? He knows that she wears underwear. I never leave underwear at a guy's place because I never see it again. What happens to it? Nothing. I just never go back. Doesn't that get a little expensive disposing <laughs> of lingerie every time you <laughs> sleep with a guy? That's why I stopped wearing underwear on dates. And that's why I'm never borrowing a dress from you again. I once found another woman's underwear in a man's bed. Maybe it was Samantha's. <laughs> you know, once in Steve's bathroom, I found one of those hair scrunchies from the 80s. I'm not sure what was more disturbing, the fact that he had a girlfriend before me or the fact that he dated someone who wore a scrunchie. Half my music collection is left behind by past boyfriends. I always give that stuff back. Oh, I don't. I consider it a parting gift. Thanks for playing, and here's the latest from Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> They're sexual oh. souvenirs. Okay, then I want a t-shirt that says, I dated a bartender and all I got was this lousy ovary. Hootie and the Blowfish exquasmoa? I know, and also this is like the first of two, apparently, scrunchy references in the show. Because when she's dating Burger, remember when she's like women don't wear scrunchies because he wrote about it in his book and she was like that part is not accurate so clearly like the whole writing staff is just very anti-scrunchie which is hilarious because if the show were on the air right now Carrie would a hundred percent probably have a different scrunchie every episode the way she had like a flower on her jacket in every episode in I believe season four Agree. season three. I can't remember. Also, it must be noted that Carrie's body is bazang in this It's insane. App. She's gotten very abolitious. Oh, my God. I love yes. that she just leaves the house in a halter top with this, like, goddess hair. She just looks fly as hell. Yeah. She's really coming into her own, I feel like. Gal, um, what did you think about... What did you think about the whole, like, bringing her underwear to Biggs? Yeah. it's it's It is getting to a point where... I'm just like, oh, just let her leave shit there. Like, what don't you get? You guys in New York, that's part of being in a relationship in New York when you're not living together is like understanding how inconvenient it is to like schlep across town back to your place, like to get changed. It's like it's almost like Big doesn't understand dating in New York. I'm like, I I am surprised that he would return her stuff. I don't even think it's dating in New York. It's like. Big's what, like fucking 40? That's my point. He's 40 years That's old. That's my point. He's been around the block. He knows how this goes. He's never lived with a woman. He's had women stay over. This must have come up in the past. Yeah, it's kind of weird because he seems like he's like this adult man. But the fact that he's like, ew, girl things. It's like, what are you, 15? Yeah. Like, it's so immature. It's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, I find it very like... Like they're living in an alternate universe where you've been with someone for a year and you say I love you and you go on vacations together, but you can't like leave like a hair tie. He is like a teenage boy in so many ways because I think his behavior in general is like, is he an asshole or is he just kind of in this like weird dating arrested development where he can't be in touch with his emotions the way like a normal mature man would be? It's a good question. I mean... There's that. And then there's like, or are you just so wildly OCD and controlling that you're like, this is my space, mine, nobody else. It's like this psychotic level of selfishness where you're just like, 
I mean, what a weird person to be dating. I, it is not surprising to me that he is like that. Yeah, I'm trying to like, think it if it does I've... fit in with everything else he does. Well, he's very like he's very much about his own space and he's very territorial. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm not surprised. It's just so funny because because it's a good example of like what someone someone outwardly presents versus who they actually are because I feel like Big keeps being presented as like the consummate catch like tall rich successful but it's like as a human being he's extremely emotionally unsuccessful Mm -hmm. he's super selfish and he's kind of controlling and he's really OCD and like it's kind of embarrassing honestly that's what I'm saying it's kind of a loser yeah he's a little bit of a loser yeah it's like (laughs) it's like it's like so lame like yeah get in a wee yeah it's like what yeah no he's like a baby boy who needs to be burped he's it's a little like mama I need help it's like he's emotionally sleeping in a race car bed yeah that's so well put that is so so true right yes I can't even think of anyone I've that ever... That is kind of every Bachelor in a way. Like, they're all kind of... I mean, not to generalize, I'm sure they're... Well, no, I mean, it's true. Like, if you've been alone for a while as a man over a certain age... Thumbs up, There baby. is a little bit of race car bed mentality. Yeah, we're just like, this is mine, mine. Yeah. Um, and uh, how do you feel about sexual souvenirs? Like... Do you have any from like past relationships that you've like did kept I steal around like, like any boxer shorts or t-shirts or you know what I do think it's kind of sexy when someone leaves oh, an article of clothing at your place to like wear it and like yeah you know I like that stuff I've I still never have a stolen, t-shirt I've never stolen like cash or like a CD wrong <laughs> drive think, no. full of like work information <laughs> <laughs> I have a t-shirt secrets. from my my high school boyfriend that I just found when I went back to my parents house it's like still in my drawer and I was like oh this is like this is crossed over from like oh an emotional relic from the past to just straight like oh it's vintage now like that's is from like cute? the nineties. No, I left it there, but I I'm gonna. It's like it hasn't been washed. It's like truly just like old and crusty and in the back of my drawer. But next time I'm there for longer, I'm gonna like, you know, maybe make it cute. Maybe I'll like cut off the sleeves that's or like cute. make it a little like tie knot in that's the front adorable. or something. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is that like I I had a boyfriend in New York who had this really cool band T-shirt that said Beach House, and he was pretty thin, and so we could wear the same stuff. So I wore it and looked so cute on me. So I took it from him, uh-huh. and I always felt sexy wearing that shirt because I'm like. This is my boyfriend's shirt. Yeah. So that was kind of fun. I know. I miss those days. Yeah, it was cute. Now if I did that, I'd be like, oh, I guess I have to like borrow sleep clothes, like a boxers and a t-shirt from you. And I'd be like, here, take them back. Like, I don't want them. Um, I also feel that um, that's like a weirdly hilarious and very sad thing for Samantha to be like I've never had sex with a person yeah. two times I'm yeah. like okay I know that you're saying this with like a lip curl and like a wink but that's yeah. psycho yeah also the idea that you're having she's this, like proud though she, she thinks it's a badge of honor and you're she's like no that's kind of sad Sam yeah you're like basically an unpaid hooker yeah but also it's like such a fallacy I, I know the whole show is a fantasy but the idea that she's having like really satisfying awesome one night sand sex is like ha fucking ha Samantha yes there's no way no that way. all these strange men are like nailing it yeah no great points great points all around Skyler's 
um, nose laughing. I'm up. agreeing. I'm, I'm agree laughing. He's like, she's just like, oh yeah, all that great one night stand sex. It's like, I don't know if I've ever had a one night stand. And if I did, I feel like it was like, cool. Like, see ya. Yeah, like, it's it's not, like, definitely not sucks. the goal. I'm definitely not bragging. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely like, so I did something out of low self-esteem yes, last night. Yes. Anyone want to... It's talk not, me through yeah, it. Yeah, and it's always like, will it hopefully turn into more? Or yeah, yeah. I don't. You're not, and the ones that you know won't. You're not like, hey, badge of honor. You're like, no, no, like keep it hush hush. It was embarrassing. Also, I feel bad about Miranda's lazy ovary. I know, which I totally relate to. Yeah, I mean, I don't have any lazy ovaries, but I know what you mean. I've got weird ovaries of some kind. Yeah, my eggs be tripping. <laughs> my eggs be crazy. <laughs> I like that they give all the real problems to Miranda. Oh, I mean, they lay She's them the on her. She's the only one that has real Any, problems. Yeah, anything, anything that is just like breaking the fantasy. They're like, dump it on old Moran Ran. I give her, her. Give it to her. Give it to old Peacock neck. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. She's beautiful. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. She has a very long neck. Yeah, she, she looks very like a elegant. Bird. Yes. A beautiful, beautiful bird. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What do you think, girl? Should we keep going? Let's move it along. Emboldened by the fact that she's a person who ought to be able to leave things at her boyfriend's place, Carrie does just that. She powerfully asserts herself by sneaking a hairdryer into his medicine cabinet when he isn't looking. Mmm, assertive. It's not the biggest victory anyone's ever had, but it is Carrie and Big, so it's not nothing. And following her most recent guy, Charlotte is down on dating. She takes to a night out with Stefan, a gay pastry chef she knows from her gallery. After they talk cats and Betty Buckley, she decides it's time to call it a night. When Stefan defies Charlotte's assumptions and plants quite the non-platonic kiss on her. Could this man possibly like theater and women? Such a 90s question. (laughs) I am so confused. Is he gay or is he straight? Well, it's not that simple anymore. The real question is, 
Is he a straight gay man? Or is he a gay straight man? The gay straight man was a new strain of heterosexual male spawned in Manhattan as the result of overexposure to fashion, exotic cuisine, musical theater, and antique furniture. Well, hopefully he's a gay straight man, which means he's straight with a lot of great gay qualities. Whereas a straight gay guy is just a gay guy who plays sports and won't fuck you. He must be a gay straight man because he asked Charlotte out for a second date. Unless he's a straight gay man in denial. But our thing Saturday night wasn't even a date. I didn't wash my hair and I wore my glasses. Are those recreational? Because this drink isn't doing it for me. They're hormones. I'm trying to jumpstart my ovary. I think the mother's taking those for menopause. Why, does she have a tilted uterus too? Hey, isn't anybody going to notice my purse? Cute. That's like the most is it new? Purse. No, but it is quite small and panty-free. You left your underwear at Bakes. Well, no, but I did leave a hairbrush, hair dryer, razors, tampons, and eye makeup remover. Wow, good for you. And something else. What? What? For the first time at Bigs, I did a number two. <gasps> oh! Now, I think it's a good sign that I feel comfortable enough with Big to do a number two. It is not a good sign. It's the end of romance. Okay, I would just like to flag, going to the bathroom in New York is no easy feat. Yeah, that's it true. It is not a bathroom accessible city. No. Some Starbucks have a locked bathroom door for employees only. Also, let's just say... For the record, that taking a number two in public is like in my top five worst experiences. Yeah, well, that yes, let's let's add that as well. But just in general, even if you wanted to, it's not like Carrie can pop downstairs and easily find a bathroom. They make it very hard in New York City. So the fact that this is the first time, I'm just poking holes in logic that she has never done it just out of needing to go is crazy to me. Like, well, where is she pooping? I don't know if I've ever pooped in my apartment when Lee was there. Okay. I think I'm always like waiting till yeah, we're in public. Yeah, but LA is different. I think in New York, it's options. like, where do you go? Also, you could wait till he leaves. I mean, all I know is when my dude leaves my house, I just like race to the loo. Yeah. Well, that I think that's, and I'm like, that's that ah! is true. Yeah. <sighs> but I am saying, I think for Carrie, it's, uh, I, I'm surprised she's held it this long, is my I'm point. I'm really proud of her because I feel like Big is the type of guy who would be like, did you just shit? <laughs> Did you just shit in my bathroom? <laughs> Carrie, I have something to talk to you about. Big kind of seems like the kind of guy who's like, girls don't poop. Yeah. I mean, oh, he, my girlfriend should, my girlfriend, no, girlfriend won't poop. 100%. Or he like thinks it's nasty. Yes. He would like divorce a woman if he heard her fart. I could even see him waiting for her to leave to go to the bathroom. I could see him just because he's he kind so of neurotic. He is neurotic. Yes, that's he's my point. so neurotic. Yes. Yeah. So I, yeah, he seems to have sort of like a, a, Overemphasis on cleanliness, or I feel like he makes her sort of shave OCD. her whole pussy, and then he also shaves all of his pubes. Oh yeah, he's a hairless chihuahua. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and he only goes down on her like three times a month, depending on like what's happening. He gets down like there. a he like hires a guy to give him a full body shave. <laughs> he goes to like the art of shaving, and he's like, "Give me the works." <laughs> that is absolutely true. Yeah, yeah. He probably invested in the art of shaving. I feel like he's like one of the founders. You know what's funny about Big? He kind of has this obsession with like masculinity and man stuff, and he's kind of grossed out by girl stuff. Well, it's interesting you bring that up considering the other storyline in this episode is not knowing if Charlotte's guy is gay or straight. So it's kind of running alongside it. 
Speaking of which, what do you think about this guy and all this stuff? I do think that if this were written now, there would be like a buy conversation. I find it interesting that that's not on the table, that it's very like, is he straight or is he gay? And especially because there are so many gay writers who worked on this show it, and it was created by a gay man. I'm just surprised that that's... Um, not an option. Yeah, that it, I definitely think for comedy purposes it's funnier. Um, but I think that if it were to be written now, I, I that would definitely come up. Um, at least in this conversation with the core four, they would have discussed it. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think that that's completely an option, and it's interesting because they're they. That being said, I do know people like my friend's husband who's like. Hello, everybody. Yeah. And it's like really fun. My and husband's really... uncle. Yeah. And yep. he's not gay yep. at all. He's 100%. totally straight. Nope, he I know. loves his wife. And most people, I think, upon meeting him will assume he is yep. gay. So I do think. It is a thing. Yes. And I also have a, a, a cousin who's like some distant cousin of mine who for sure seems like a lesbian. She's got four kids and loves her husband. And everything about her just reads that way. So yeah. I do think it's an interesting kind of character. Yes. agree. That is like that. And you do meet people like that and the question just is can you still be hot for it and some yep. people can and some people can't and Charlotte definitely struggles do you think you would have been able to be into him I think that I would I think I would get over it I thought he was kind of hot weirdly he was hot and he's successful and he's so caring and he's so into her and he seems like a sensual dude that's more what I got I didn't get not that he's not effeminate. He does have some effeminate qualities, but he also just seems really like in tune with with Charlotte and sort of in touch with women and their sensibility. And like he's kind of just like a he seems just like a good, like sensitive listener. Totally. And I could see that being a turnoff for a lot of people. Um, the good listener part? No, not the good listener part, but sort of the sensitive. Um, yeah, just kind of sensitive with like an effeminate energy. I could see that alone being a turnoff because you're not really getting that sort of like masculine like take charge vibe from him but um it doesn't bother me yeah it doesn't I would be bother fine me with it. either I mean I've learned as I've gone that I tend not to be in relationships with alphas because I'm pretty alpha and a guy's not gonna top me mm. like I can't be with a guy who like makes all the rules and I'm sure. just like yeah baby you drive like yes of course I mean I'd be happy to have a guy physically drive the car but like I know what you mean I do think that two really alpha personalities together is a little challenging. Mm. So I don't mind a bit of a sensitive feminine dude. I've definitely dated plenty of guys like that. That does yeah. not turn me off. The thing I also think is interesting is like the things that quote unquote make him gay. Well, you know, this is all totally subjective stuff, but if you live in a big city, it's not hard to find a straight be my guy next point. Yeah. who knows about art fashion, and culture, yeah. theater. And like even knowing about fashion, like if you're dating a, like so many top fashion photographers are straight men. They know every shoe, every thing. Exactly. And it's like, there's nothing gay about it. It's just their job. Well, and I do, I do think they kind of qualify this a little bit in this discussion and the clip that we have, that this is a, a type of man that you run into a lot in New York City, which is the epicenter of all the things you you just Which is mentioned. the gay straight guy. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard. I think it's hard not to be that person. Personally, I think that's a huge plus. If I can Same. date a guy who, in addition to like being my man, also like wants to see theater with me and reads cool yeah. books and like knows about art, like sign me up and like cooks. Yeah. And you don't want. Yeah. And then you have like the opposite, which is big. Who's just like, call me later. It's like, I don't want to call you later. Like, let's go see a play together. Let's go do something together. Let's yeah. be interested in hobbies together. 
like he, this tr- guy is the opposite of big he's like let's like he has interests and he pays attention to arts and culture like that just sounds like someone who's really worldly and open yeah and when push came to shove i feel like at first they played him like really gay like hey girl and like yes. snapping but once he be- made it clear that he was interested in charlotte he kind of like took it on oh yeah and, like gave her a bunch of orgasms i'm like what's the problem here yeah i mean the yeah I mean, Go I, don't, I don't want to spoil the, the second part that's oh, coming okay. up. But yes, I okay. have thoughts on the end as well. Okay, good. Okay, let's move on. So at the bar with the girls, Samantha receives a drink from a mystery man. Oh my God, this storyline crushed me. Across the room. Turns out it's Dominic, a publishing magnet, and Samantha's guy who got away. While she's initially surprised to see him, she quickly hatches a plan to do to him what he did to her. Break his heart. Back at Carrie's place, Big shows up with a gift, her stuff that she left at his place. What a thoughtful way to undercut her. When she explains that she'd like some amount of space in his apartment so she can stop toting it back and forth, he clarifies that he is not interested. Again, thoughtful. Carrie and Samantha share some ice cream and discuss Samantha's big plan to trap Dominic. She's going to see him, but pull back right before they sleep together to remind him just how much he hurt her. Cruel plan, Sam, but we're here for it. Stefan and Charlotte continue their is he gay, isn't he gay courtship over mushroom pizza. And Samantha ends up adjusting her Dominic denial plan to include having sex with him, then breaking it off. It only seems less diabolical because it is. And to finally get to the bottom of Stefan's whole orientation situation, rather than just ask him outright what his deal is, Charlotte stages a sting with Stanford and Carrie. Over cannolis, Stanford confirms that he's seen a enough to decide Stefan is straight according to Stanford Blatch that was just let's pause for a second that was a really weird scene so weird and like this idea of like bringing in a gay expert because it's strange that he concluded that he was straight because I thought they were giving each other eyes no I think that it was like a little bit of an exchange and then Stanford was like oh and then the guy looked away okay and so Stanford was like oh okay was that what happened yeah it's subtle but yeah what do you think, Skylar? No, I can see that read too, because he, but it's still left ambiguous because he Stefan like leans in to kiss Charlotte at that final moment. Oh, and, and then, then he, he kisses ends up kissing her forehead. Her forehead. Yeah. and so it's yeah. like he he keep he's written to keep leaving it ambiguous. There you go. Yeah. Miranda, meanwhile, has her first post Steve date with Joseph, another lawyer whose forehead she can't stop staring at due to his new hair plugs. They were so awful. Yeah. Their entire encounter is about as lifeless as the hair that used to naturally be on his head until Miranda mentions that she's thinking of freezing her eggs. Well, I recently found out that I have a lazy ovary, which is no big deal. It just means that I only produce an egg every other month, and I'm not even sure that I want kids. But all of a sudden it hit me that if the other ovary shuts down, I'm out of business. So... I've started taking hormones, and now I'm actually considering freezing my eggs. Freezing your eggs? Yeah, you know, like a fertility savings account. I think it would take the pressure off. It removes the whole biological clock issue. Yeah, but it raises a lot of other issues. Such as? Such as? uh, What is all this reproductive technology doing for us? I mean, do we want desperate women having babies at 50? Maybe some people aren't supposed to procreate. Maybe this is the world's way of weeding out the weak, you see. If you ask me, this is a ridiculous abuse of science. You have now designer sperm and 
these simulated wombs. Here's a good idea. Why don't we just eliminate men altogether? Hey, I don't need to be lectured about science by a man who's doing crop rotation on his forehead. Mm, so good. I love that line. So good. Also, one thing we didn't mention, if you watch the episode, you already know, but before she goes into his egg freezing, he talks about how much he loves his hair plugs, how he's so happy to have them, and he's fully embracing this thing that's completely unnatural. Exactly. So the hypocrisy is just wild. Right. Also... And completely aesthetic, like just a thing that he felt like he wanted to do for himself. Yeah, like how is it an abuse of... Yeah, Yeah, it's an abuse of technology to create a life, and then it's not to just like cover your stoop. It's like, where do Stupid bald exactly. Head. It's like where do we? What is it? What is? How can you be that guy who does that and also the guy who's like, you know, IVF is just for like losers. Weak, weak, yeah, weak, like unevolved women. Also, I don't know if this guy's ever had a girlfriend before. Never. But he's never would, had a girlfriend. That's why he's single. Why would you say on your date that the thing you're doing is for weak, desperate women? When he says he goes, well, it raises a, a lot of. What does he say? I think he says. He's whatever he sort of challenges and he goes and it raises a lot of other issues and then Miranda goes like what like she's still for me I would have my face would have dropped but she was so positive in that moment I was very surprised also really it was interesting. just interesting that she wouldn't have been like fuck you immediately yeah a hundred percent but yes very interesting choices all around that I don't agree with as if I put myself in her situation but made the scene more fun like I'm also astounded that after that, she kept eating and did not get up to Thank leave. You. Yeah. Astounded. Yeah. It was an interesting the choice. The only reason she stayed is so he could get his piece out and then she could say like her hilarious line. But it did not. His his tangent tirade, whatever you want to call it. I, I mean, she should have like thrown food in his face and stormed out like, fuck you. You know what's funny about that is a lot of times the people that have these like enraging, offensive archaic opinions are like gross hair plugs like it's never like no maybe that's not true but i know what you mean it's oftentimes these people that are like where would you get off like guys who talk about fat women being so fucking fat and they're like absolutely disgusting yes. and nobody ever would want to fuck yes. them it's like it's just very funny the blind spots that people have for themselves it's like number one everything you said was really cruel and really mean and you're on a first date it's like get a grip and you're a lawyer. You're not a scientist. Like, what? why do you feel so qualified to even comment on these things? I mean, it is sort of like this classic and sadly very relevant argument of like people who are not directly affected by women's health feeling entitled to weigh in on women's health and what women do with their bodies and and just just completely unfounded opinions on things that don't directly affect them and they only affect women. And it's like, why are you the one sort of taking authority on this when it's not your body? That's so astute and so right on. I think you really nailed it in the head. This this scene is almost just a microcosm of what is being played out constantly in our government, yeah. which is like people have no experience. And also just so hypocritical. Like he's he's benefiting from all kinds of quote unquote like frivolous technology or something like yeah. hair plugs. I'm sure he's taking Viagra and totally. whatever. He what, definitely whatever isn't stopping at hair plugs. Yeah, whatever yeah. works for him. But it's just, just a way to put women down and, and be really cruel and just say, oh, I'm going to be able to benefit from whatever, but how dare you benefit? And also, it's like, um, like 
like an abusive technology for people to like start a family just seems like it's the least abusive thing for technology abusive technology is like making guns that are like silent that like can murder a hundred people in a second or something yeah it's also just that ease of feeling entitled to that opinion and with that sort of vitriol behind it and conviction on a first date i mean what a in psycho. some ways like bravo like <laughs> wow i would love to be able to channel that level yeah of authority on something that truly i have no business speaking to his longest relationship was like dessert and i love i love that the writers also put in i don't remember what the exact line was now but like he is he rounds it out by saying that he he feels like men are threatened it's what did it's he a say threat. he says that what was the line oh, Skylar? Do, do you remember do we even need men anymore yeah, do we even yeah. need men anymore i was like aha you just feel so threatened jamie you're your analysis such of a clip is amazing little monkey squirrel like you are just Ooh, a baby do you hear that people yeah. he's a monkey squirrel just just a fuzzy little is weak that a little real thing is that no. a real animal no i want a monkey and a squirrel to i mate. know i know it's too cute i just meant like just sort of a frail haggard little chipmunk hybrid can we put a pin in this for two seconds yeah. because I forgot to talk about Rosh Hashanah? Yeah. Can I just say one thing? Please. Okay. Sorry, listeners, but just come on this fast journey with me. I just need to tell you guys because you haven't, we haven't talked about him in a while. We haven't seen him in a while, but I went home to Rosh Hashanah. Oh my God. Okay. Chachos. <laughs> you guys. Tell me, what did he do? Yes. Chachi is like a full monster he's like a little king he's like a trump he has no boundaries he bites he jumped on lee's face and bit him like he, ah! like i'm sorry to say i love you wendy cozen my mom but she's raising a man oh my god she won't Chachi, say no, no to him my mom is like one of these nouveau like moms who are like I got him a trophy for like kick, you know, just like showing Breathing. up. Yeah, like he'll do something terrible, and, and she doesn't of, discipline. And we say, say no, and she goes, no, you're not supposed to do that. And my grandma was just like, oh my god. So anyway, Chachi, it's hard, it's hard to discipline them when they're that cute, though. My mom cannot do it. Yeah. Like he will like take a shit on like somebody's like pump, and she'll be like, oh silly boy. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So, that was a great update. <laughs> That was a perfect use of this just in. And I don't know why I said that. You were talking about this guy. Oh, no. I mean, shitting on a shoe is basically what this guy does on the date. So it ties sorry, in. I'm very sorry, because what did you just say? It was so good. I don't know. Anyway, don't you were saying everything correct. Oh, I know what you were saying. You were getting to the... Jamie basically just got 1600 on her SATs because your English you. skills are beyond, baby. Thank you, baby. Yeah, your analysis was so good because you're right. It's like, at the end of the day, he said his thesis statement, which is... I'm scared that I'm unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone who gets hair plugs is scared that, that they are worthless. Yeah. I, I don't know. We do have a mutual friend that we're not going to name on the podcast who got good hair plugs. Yeah. I have a friend in high school who even did it because he was going bald really, really early. Um, do whatever you got to do. Know, do what you got to do. I know that hair loss is a huge, it's a huge sticking point for men. And it's something that we can't fully relate to. Not that women don't lose their hair. I but. mean, I do know one woman who has really thin hair on the top and it is traumatic for me to even look at because i'm yeah. like that is it's horrible i would just be wearing no you would berets ba- you would beret it up or you'd bosley just- you'd bosley it up what's a bosley that's the hair hair transplant you'd you'd bosley it up I'd for sure i wear a three-cornered hat every day yeah yeah it's uh yeah that's that's very tragic i understand that it's horrifying okay back into the epi 
So, despite Stanford's straight ruling on Stefan, the guy does not make things clear. He blasts Do You Believe in Life After Love by Cher throughout his apartment right when he and Charlotte are about to sleep together. Before they do, she asks him outright if he's ever been with a man. And when he confirms that he has not, they have a great time together. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Samantha and Dominic wake up together, her plan still seemingly in full swing. However, Dominic gets the upper hand when he reveals that he's going back to his ex-wife. Damn it, Dominic. Wait, before we go on, can we just talk about that for one second? Yeah. This is an important episode for Samantha because, again, we've talked about this. You know, she always comes in guns blazing. She's the most confident one on the show. And this is the first time we've ever heard her be in love with someone or have someone break her heart or walk out on her. Yeah, it's a taste of what's to come with her relationship with Richard, which is like a more steady, played out romance. Yeah, I mean, like, what do you think about this? I mean, she always comes off like she doesn't give a fuck or whatever. And then we she see. Does. No, she does. And she also is in more relationships than we are sort of fed about her. Like, whenever there's conversations about Samantha, it's like, oh, she's, you know, like we were just saying, like, oh, it's one night stands and all this stuff. But she, she has... She has many layers. She has many sides. She is the one night stand woman. And she's also someone who's like, look, if it's right, then yeah, I'll give it a shot. Like we, we see both sides. It's just, I think um, this early on in the series, we haven't really seen it yet, but it does go there with her character and the arc. Yeah. I, I it's interesting. I mean, I feel like that's ev- also why. Sorry, I was just no, going to say ahead. that's also why these characters are so well written. It's the same thing that we were saying over and over about Charlotte, where it's like, oh, Charlotte's kind of like prim and proper, but also she's like kind of a freak show, and she's really open, and she's kind of like, you know, she's kind of like feisty and kooky in a lot of ways. And but when you describe Charlotte, you'd be like, oh my god, pearls in Park Avenue. But not really. And that's why we love these characters so much, because they're actually very layered and um, Samantha's no exception. Yeah, that's totally true. It's also interesting, too, because I don't like I don't want to say, oh, her being sexually empowered is a big act because she's just hurt by the men who left her. I think it's a little more gray than that. But it is also kind of a bummer to me that Samantha... This guy she was in love with left her for a younger model. And I feel like Samantha holds a lot of shame about her age. Yes. And shame about feeling useless and washed up. And it's kind of unfortunate. But at the same time, she's also really superficial. And just like men might only date women who are young and pretty, she only dates men that are rich and powerful. So she's doing to men what they're doing to her. It's kind of a toxic loop. Yeah. 
Yeah. Except for Smith Jared. I don't remember him. That's later on. When she dates Smith, he's he's like a he's a waiter. And then she sort of like takes him under her wing. So again, we see so many dynamics and so many different relationships with all these characters. Cher dated a guy from a coffee shop who lived in her house for like 10 years. Did she, she really? She like picked up a hot guy who was like a barista and was like, do you want to come home with me? kind of like her love servant. Yeah. Probably. She made her cappuccinos and, and cunnilingus. Yeah. And cunnilingos. Okay. Well, um, okay, so after their multi-orgasmic night together, Charlotte and Stefan appear to be on the road to a lasting thing until they notice that there's a mouse caught in a glue trap in Stefan's kitchen. They both freak out and kick the poor dying animal back and forth like a hockey puck, neither of them tough enough to deal. Unfortunately for Stefan, this not-the-most-masculine reaction to the mouse changes the way Charlotte sees him. And that's that for their relation. Oh, and Big and Carrie end with her discovering that he keeps a photo of them together in a drawer. So they're all good. Do you think that that mouse scene was like wildly offensive or not? I thought it was really funny. I laughed out loud. Yeah, and I thought it was like a nice sort of burst of physical comedy on yeah, this show because I, I think a lot of the comedy on this show comes from funny lines and quips and conversations and this was just like slap stick. <laughs> it was really funny and they mentioned Woody Allen earlier in the scene. I'm like, this scene reminds me so much of the oh, Annie Hall lobster fully, scene. Fully, What yeah. are you going to say, Sky? I, I love that scene so much from Annie Hall. Uh, it did just stress me out that they full on were like kicking mouse and I like, like, like I did not have faith that like 1999 that was you not think that a was real, real mouse? mouse. Yeah, I think that was like Skyler was too busy I being concerned about the mouse. Very like, funny. You think they had like killed a bunch of mice trying to shoot trying this to scene? Right Who cares about fucking mice? That's probably true. I did laugh at the scene too. I thought it was great and I loved how he was like ew 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 <laughs> like with his hands flapping like it was just he's so, a really good actor. He's that guy. excellent. Yeah. Well, he's like a big actor though. Oh, is he? oh yeah he's in everything he's really good he's like constantly working and that felt like a real reaction that like somebody would have i could totally see a guy having that reaction yes yeah it was great and just charlotte <laughs> watching him just sort of mystified and horrified also charlotte wore a lot of spaghetti straps in this app uh-huh she this is a very spaghetti happy season for oh. charlotte yeah it's a lot of like yeah, it's a lot of like camis, just oh, like tons yeah, of just camis. killing that cami life, living that cami lifestyle. Yeah. Okay, and that brings us to one of our last segments of the episode. We are going to be answering the question of the episode: Are New Yorkers evolving past relationships? What is that the question about? Well, I think it's that relationships. Oh, it's interesting because it's like I guess how does that apply to this episode? Do I don't Skylar? fully know. That's why we need those lines. Because yeah. what is she talking about? I think she's talking about relationships not looking a certain way and not fitting into a box and New Yorkers are so busy and sort of I mean honestly just like self-involved not in a bad way but just you know self-focused yeah that they don't need relationships the same way because their lives are so full that's what I took it to mean and also what what do relationships look like when you don't sort of need them and they don't feel like a necessity for your happiness and sort of life fulfillment yeah, it's really interesting. I think you hit a lot of interesting things. I'm not are... sure what illustrated that, though, in this episode. Maybe it's the fact that Miranda, like, maybe when she goes on the date with the guy and is like, I don't need this. Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe even herself that like she has a boyfriend, but like they're definitely not moving in anytime soon. I mean, they have a conversation. Oh, Carrie, about, like, you mean? Yeah. yeah, because Carrie's yeah. like, what is your dream relationship? He's like, exactly what we have now. My stuff at my place. Right. And that's like a relationship 
kind of, but it's still very immature. And it's kind of like, are New Yorkers just willing to like date until they die? Like she's mm. dating her boyfriend. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're just dating. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't think about that. So how does it apply to Charlotte and Stefan? Oh, because it's kind of like ambiguous what they are. Or maybe she's just like people are. I think it's kind of what you were saying, but I'm just saying it in more words is just this idea that like. There is a huge difference between the coastal elites and like the middle America thing. And that's not to diss anybody. No, I know what you mean, though. It's a different lifestyle. If you live on the coast, you're hustling in so many ways that like, yes, everybody wants love. But I truly don't think it is as big of an emphasis it is as it is in the middle of the country or smaller towns. No, no, of course. And that's also to be debated. Is that healthy? Is that cool? Like, we're not putting a judgment on it. It's just just true. How things are. Yeah. And I think she's kind of just saying it's like, look at this group of people. These people are all, I mean, Miranda says she's like 34, but no, that she's not. They're all in their mid to late 30s and dating people in their 40s and 50s. And they're all still just like dating and like, yeah. and it's kind of like, is this even, you know, and like even Carrie's like what she puts up with. It's like, you know, she's choosing again and again to be with somebody who's not hiding his distaste for relationships you know yeah there's also stuff in this episode we didn't really get a chance to talk about like she has a couple of meltdowns on the phone with him i mean that's pretty much every episode where she's in a relationship with him there's always going to be some kind of meltdown i just hate that she apologizes i know well there's also some times when she doesn't it's it's back and forth because she's she's going through like a cycle in her head so it's like she gets enraged and then she's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I guess, you know, like, because he's yeah. playing head games with her. So she doesn't really know what reality is. I just feel like he's the one who should be embarrassed that he's 40 and he's like, don't leave your he doesn't get here. He doesn't get embarrassed until way later in this show. I just feel like, dude, you're a loser. He doesn't even start to live a life of regret until later on. Can't but wait for that. But that is exciting when it happens. Cannot wait. Yeah. I mean, what, talk about evolution. That is what happens to Big, I would say. Oh, well, that really helps us kick into this next segment. Ooh, okay. Sex in the City is obviously a very horny show. So we end each episode by sharing what we're currently horny for. What you horny for? Okay, speaking of men and relationships and people evolving in surprising ways. I am very horny for a show on Showtime called oh, yeah. Couples Therapy. Fuck, I gotta see it. I drank a coffee, which I never do, and I could not fall asleep, so I watched the entire season in one night. Is it s- based on Esther Perel? No. Oh, okay. Is it scripted? No. Okay. It's a docu-series, unscripted show. Oh, where my God, I'm gonna eat this up. A phenomenal, brilliant, brilliant female therapist from <gasps> Europe talks to four or five couples and they do it like um the way they shoot it is like an fbi interrogation room where there's oh double God, pane I'm, glass I'm Googling it as we talk so about there's it. no cameras in the room so the people feel like they're just doing therapy but there's people on the other sides of the windows of each side of the oh room oh my god and you literally I had my own breakthrough just watching the show about like stuff in my relationship there are couples that you're like, no way is this going to work mm. out who have like astounding breakthroughs. There are couples who really love each other but can't see eye to eye that mm. like, I mean, they talk about, they get into each other's past traumas and it's just like such 
an unbelievable show for anybody who's in a relationship, anybody who's interested in human behavior, anybody who's a writer, how to write dynamics and relationships. At first, I was like, is this show going to be boring? It's just people talking in a couch. I don't think I've seen anything more riveting in my life. It's not a new show. It, it was actually made in 2012. This version and or it whatever's was on, on Showtime is fucking slamming. I think this is it. No, it says it was on VH1. This is totally different. This is a new. This yeah, is a new season of it. Saying. They oh might, yeah, here we go. 2019. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, and it's oh. just like phenomenal. And they they do therapy over six months. Oh, so Dr. Orna Guralnik. And it's also really interesting because you see scenes of her talking to her own therapist and mentor. Oh my god. Her professional mentor. They got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's by a the way. perfect show. And she it's talks amazing. to her mentor, and she's like, "I don't know how to help this couple because he's doing this." And it's like, so you see how a therapist deals with her own oh that's incredible oh i gotta watch this guys please watch it so we can talk about it okay jamie what are you horny for um i am horny for well i'm really horny for succession but i already said that um i'm horny for this place that i discovered if you live in los angeles this will apply to you it's called pizza olive vodka and it's a pizza place that only has vodka sauce as their primary sauce i believe they offer a vegan option which would mean marinara sauce with no cream but i love vodka sauce and i love that this usually with specialty places where they're like a little gimmicky like all we do is like grilled cheese and tomato soup and you can pick the kind of tomato soup you want and the kind of grilled cheese you want i'm always like shut up like quit like repurposing kid foods or whatever but this place i love how specialized it is i love the vodka sauces on all of their pies and i ordered it and it wasn't even that good it was just like oh i really appreciate a place that's like trying to make vodka sauce like pop off the chain that sounds delicious and i love a good creamy ass sauce me too i love cream I love it. It sounds delicious. Yeah, it's great. If you live in Los Angeles, they are on Postmates. They are located in Studio City. And hopefully after I've given them this sweet, sweet promo, they're going to pop up in 40 different locations. Hell yeah. (laughs) And if you don't uh, live in L.A., just make your own vodka sauce and put it on a goddamn pizza. (laughs) (laughs) It's a hot tip from Rose Cerno for Rose's mouth to your ear. Love you guys. Sorry I'm such a spaz tonight. You're not. Okay, okay. we love you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Couldn't Help a Wonder. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at chbwpod and follow my co-host Rose Cerno on Insta and Twitter at Rose Cerno. And please follow my co-host Jamie at Really Jamie Lee on Instagram and at The Jamie Lee on Twitter. And please rate, review, subscribe to our show on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app if you're nasty. It helps us. It helps you. It helps everyone. You nasty. Bye. Bye. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. And mastered by Anna Rubinova. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. (coughs) 